welcome to another episode of Money Makers with me, Ray Dodd. Before we get into today's episode um, and today's glorious guest, um, I would like to tell you a bit about my new program, Money Mastery, that is open. If you haven't heard me tell the story about it, go and listen to the episode about toxic professionalism. I go into it there. But essentially, what it is is a six month program in which I will be working alongside you to unravel your conditioning and master the skill of money making with you. This is a program that I believe in with my entire soul, my entire body, (laughs) from my head to my feet. I'm so excited about it. I would love for you to join us um, if it's something that you're interested in. And you can find out more information in the show notes. If you're interested and you'd like to, book a call with me. We can chat it through. Or if you're ready to dive straight in, you're welcome to do that too. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Money Makers. My guest today is the wonderful uh, Natalie Miller. And Natalie is um, a master life coach with the most gloriously feminist witchy approach to her work. And I cannot wait to share. Like, I was going to say just a smidge of your magic, but I imagine it would be actually be quite a lot of your magic. No pressure. <laughs> her, her Instagram bio says, I help feminists trust themselves to do what they want, which I really love. So Natalie... And I should say as well, Natalie and I have worked together. So Natalie is genuinely one of the best coaches I've ever had the pleasure of working with. And I absolutely mean that. She's looking for it. It's true. Absolutely true. And so I really can't wait to share some of that with you all today. Can, Can you tell us a bit about what you do and how you got to be doing what you do? Yeah. Well, first of all, Ray, I can't just let all of that... All of that honey and candy and sweetness lay without saying I adore you. You are one of my favorite people on the planet. So, (laughs) and I'm so excited to be here. Okay. So how did I end up? Well, so yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a master certified life coach and I, I coach and I also mentor coaches. The, The simple explanation is I got here by relentlessly choosing what I wanted instead Mm -hmm. of what everyone else wanted. (laughs) That's an excellent answer. I mean, that's, that's really how it happened. And and I imagine I'm not done doing that either. I'm always Mm. learning and growing. I'm always changing. If you're into astrology, I have a lot of mutable energy. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of, a lot of changing, evolving energy Mm. in me. And I'm always, I'm never settling I'm mm. always doing what I want. And sometimes I wish I could settle. I was going to say, I feel like I have like that and it's annoying. <laughs> it's lovely in lots of ways. And it's annoying. At the it's same a time. lot. It is. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But yeah, we are who we are. Yeah, exactly. Can't get away from that. And so now you're coaching, you have your own coaching practice, right? And people, mm-hmm. is that, and is it mostly one-to-one coaching you're doing or are there other ways people can like that you work with people? Yeah. So I do one-to-one coaching. I do retreats and I have a new offer coming. That's a hybrid of one-to-one in group. And that is actually my very favorite thing to do is to have a small group of people who are all learning together, supporting one another as Mm. you, as you well know, because you, you lead groups too. Yeah. There's a magic that happens when we realize we're not alone in yeah. our fears, when we are, when we are cheering for one another, when, when someone else, you know, who you really resonate with has a win and you realize, oh my gosh, this is possible for me. Like, yes, 
I mean, there's just, there's so much magic that happens. And then of course, you know, everyone is bringing their genius to the group and that is very rich in and of itself. So yeah. yeah, I love that about it as well. So obviously in your Instagram bio, I already said it said, I help feminists trust themselves to do what they want. What do you think? And I think this is a huge question. So just pick something. <laughs> do you think hold us, holds us back, particularly speaking to feminists, people who identify as feminists? What holds us back from getting what we want? I talk a lot about how problematic desire mm. is in our world. And, and you know, we there are many, many there are many, many contributors to this, right? There's, there's kind of a, a Puritan aspect, you know, the, the part that sort of says you are, you are probably damned and you're extra damned if you, if you enjoy your body and the world. So there's that. And then, you know, I mean, really, really, ultimately, I think that there is so much power in desire, Mm. so much power in desire. Like, think about it. Why do we have homes? Because once upon a time, humans wanted Mm. warmth. They wanted a structure to live in. Like, why do we have, why do we have, you know, public transportation? Why do we have running water? Because we wanted it, right? I mean, we could say, oh, it's, it's for survival, but, but I don't think actually desire and survival are so separable. It's like, mm-hmm. no, these are the things that we want in the world. So desire is very powerful. And so of course, you know, all of the, all of the institutions, all of the structures, all of the, all of the power sort of dynamics are built mm. to discourage the desires of people specific, I mean, really now of, of all people, right? Like all people, but the 1%, but like, but then, you know, times four, if you are a woman times 20, if you are a black woman Mm -hmm. times 50, if you are a trans black woman, right? Like it's, it's, you know, it, 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 as, as, as our identity is pushed more and more to the margin, desire becomes more and more and more demonized and problematic. So there is a great deal of undoing Mm. around that I find in my work. But when we do undo it, when we do enable people to begin to do what they want, and you've experienced this, Ray, an incredible power begins to infuse whatever it is that you are doing Mm. and and it's it's life-changing for you and then I really believe it is world-changing for all of us as well I love that and it makes me think of people's desire for money and Mm. how tangly that can be for Mm. if you are a kind of liberal left-wing feminist type person it can feel really naughty to have yeah. a desire for money. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that for people that are like, you know, because I think the desire thing goes in so, like I also think about the desire for a calmer way of working, a less hustle-based way of working, and we can easily tell ourselves it's not possible for us. But particularly with the money, 
what would you say to someone who's like, okay, I have a desire for more money and I feel so guilty about that and ashamed, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. So one thing that I do in my work a lot, I love to actually take a step back from the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning like if the thing is like money or the thing is a house or the thing is a, a Chanel bag, right? Whatever the thing is. Natalie knows what my thing is. It's a Chanel bag. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Take a step back from the thing and really um, step into a little bit more the world of values, mm. right? So if we just, if we, if we let money sit for a moment and we step back toward values, right? What is it that is important to me in my life, in mm-hmm. my, in, as, as, a, as a mother and a partner in my family, as a coach for my clients, as a teacher for my students? Like, what is most important to me? What is most important to me? I love, this is a, actually the example I like the most. What is important to me as a person who has a manicure? a pedicure. Mm-hmm. I would like always to tip at least a hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. Because I want to be generous. Mm. I want to honor the person's time and effort because in terms of my values, I see that service, right? Someone caring for me mm. as incredibly valuable. Now the larger culture, the larger society does not see it that way, right? Mm. It does, it, it discounts the time and the effort and the skill that my manicurist has, for example, Mm. but I don't, I see it as extraordinary. And I, and I also know that at least for my manicurist, she is a single mom business owner, right? Mm -hmm. Like And this is her, this is the way that she is able to support herself and her family. And so I honor that. Mm. I think it's very easy to get caught up in like, you know, oh, you know, a manicure is exploitative. Mm. Well, yeah, in the larger system, it is exploitative because the larger system, the larger kind of economy has decided that work's not important. Just like the larger economy has decided houseworks, not really that important. Childcare, Mm -hmm. eh, not really that important, right? Like, like not as important as, you know, how much you would pay a financial advisor Mm. to to tell you, you know, what's going on with the stock market or not as important as how much you would pay a, you know, the doctor reading your MRI, you know, like those are, those are deemed like, oh, those things are important. And then these things, you know, women's work aren't as important. Mm. So nonetheless, right? Like I see it as important. I see it as valuable. And so I would like to be able to be as generous as possible. That's a value of mine. I want to honor people's individual contributions. That's a value of mine. Mm -hmm. And so if I am going to be able, A, to keep my weekly appointment and B, to tip at least 100%, yeah, I need money for that. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, my desire for money feels more 
interwoven into my thinking about who and how I want to be in the world. Mm, love that so much. I think that spreads out into so many places as well. Like I often think about, I think about market value. <laughs> like who says this sentence? I think about market value a lot, but I do think about market <laughs> value a lot yeah. in terms of, I think about it in terms of like craft stuff, like people who make things like make a cushion or make you know knitted or crocheted items and how undervalued that is because craft was traditionally seen as women's work right, right. whereas art was much more elite yeah and I think about obviously like you said zoom out and it's a wider societal issue but zoom in and we have control over how we price our stuff we do and looking at where we're perpetuating these things because like it's two sides to the same thing it's wrong to desire more money therefore I shouldn't price myself at a certain point exactly that's not being able to invest what we believe things are worth and we have this like I guess it's a cognitive dissonance of these two competing things but yeah unraveling I know I say unraveling and you always say undoing as well I always think there's such similar parts of both yeah. of our but that unraveling that undoing of those things is so key to shifts happening in the wider world, like you said. Absolutely. Yeah. And we can't underestimate our individual contributions, even as we are going against the grain or pushing Mm. against the tide of the larger framework. Right. Mm. So I talk about this with coaches all the time in terms of pricing our work, you know, um, someone might pay, I'm talking in us dollars, of course, someone might pay $50,000 for a car or $20,000 for a vacation, right? And I think those are both wonderful investments, especially if they are in line with that person's values, right? If they align with those person's values, then I think those are great investments. And yet to think about spending $50,000 on a coach or $20,000 on a mastermind, Mm. It is, again, because of market value, it is, it is less common, but just because it's less common doesn't mean A, that it's impossible and B, doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that it's something we can't rewrite, that we can't refashion, Mm. right? So I talk about it when I'm, when I'm talking to coaches about pricing, I'm like, listen, you're absolutely pricing for yourself, but you're also pricing for the entire industry. Yeah. You're pricing for the whole, you're pricing for all of us. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, very much. Who do I want to be? I want to be someone who practices what she preaches. I want to be someone who invests in a coach. The coach that I want to invest in, like <laughs> at the level of coaching that I want, charges a lot of money and, mm. and go for it. Good for her. Right. But very frankly, the more I invest in coaching, like with money, the more I invest my time and my energy mm-hmm. in coaching. I take it much more seriously. Do you have that too, Ray? I do. I do mostly, yeah. Although I've invested in things and then been like, oh dear. But no, mostly, mostly that that is true. I think and it it can become, it's tricky. Is it true for me? It is true for me. I think it's becoming less true as I figure out the coaches I love, Mm. but they all tend to, to cost a lot anyway. Right. 
So it's like, you know, I can see how when I'm less invested, I'm thinking of something I've invested in recently, where the actual, like nothing wrong with the program. I think it's a great program. It hasn't been the greatest fit for me and mm-hmm. I'm not as involved. Mm-hmm. But with other people, when I adore the person, yeah, I think yeah. that's the trick. It's, it's yeah. anyway, I could do a whole podcast episode on that. Totally. But that's like, I mean, to me, that that brings us around again to the values piece, mm. right? And so that yeah. I really try to check in with that when I'm mm. because I, I also I've made I always find the value in the investment I made, even if it didn't turn out the way I me hoped too. it would. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've had some bad ones, but there's oh. still been a lot of value. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sometimes it brings you like it brings you, I don't know, dark side value. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I got a lot more values. Exactly. I got a lot more acquainted with the bullshit fight through that. Um, So, but, but still, right. I think that when we are, when we get more aware of what are my values, Mm. what is important to me, where are the particular places that I really want to grow? And then when we're evaluating whatever it is we want to do, right? The coach, the certification, the mastermind, the program, and we kind of evaluate from that more qualitative space. Mm. So, and I talk about this all the time, the quantitative versus the qualitative. So instead of saying like, oh, I get, I get one year and 12 one-on-ones and I get, I get, I get right. All of the kind of features, right. Mm. Like the, the, the quantitative aspects, it's more like, you know what, this person is always talking about rest and I know I need rest or this person is deeply feminist. And I know Mm. that that vibes with me or, you know, this person finds money to be important, but talks about it. I'm thinking of you, right. But talks about it in, in a very conscientious and intelligent way. And I want to see money in a conscientious and intelligent way, right. Then I know what I'm investing in are those vibes, those values, that perspective. And then, and then that actually again, it kind of takes me away from the dollar amount. It takes me away from like how many pounds Mm -hmm. and is much more like, okay, so what do I need to do in my own life in order to get access to that? Yeah. So what am I basically, right? What do I need to charge? What do I need to step into Mm -hmm. so that I am able also to participate in I love that. Can you give us an example then when you would look at that kind of investment and you'd think about like, what would I need to step into? Like, how would that look Mm. practically? Like, how would that all tangibly? Oh, yeah. So the coach that I'm currently working with is incredible, surprises me a lot. And and, and I love that, actually. Like, like she she really will. (laughs) I'll, I'll show up to our calls with, you know, my issue. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach and I've been doing this for a while. And so I I always kind of think like, you know, I know what's going on here. And then she, she asks me a question and I'm just like, oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Right. So I love, I love that. What, you know, she's always kind of like broadening my perspective Mm. and she charges a lot of money and, and she expects, she expects a, a level of engagement, which does not mean like she expects you to work really hard, but she, she expects you to like show up, which Mm -hmm. I love. I love that. Right. So basically 
I look at those two things. Okay. She highly values her work and she is, she is deeply engaged in, in this kind of like in the practice of, of coaching, right? She, Mm -hmm. she wants us to be engaged and she's engaged. She's always talking about herself coaching. Like she's, Mm. she's deeply engaged. So really what I do is I say, okay, so to be able to access more of that, I need to start to step into it myself, Mm. right? So on a very practical level, if Natalie will pay $10,000 a month for coaching, for example, Natalie will need to be bringing in more money, right? In order to be able to do that. And Mm. so, and so what do I need to be able to do in order to bring in more money? A hell of a lot of mindset work. And then also a real appreciation, like a a, a higher valuing of what I do, Mm. right? Uh, Uh, Like I have to, I have to decide and see constantly and be, and be constantly kind of showing myself, this is the value of coaching. This mm. is the value of coaching, right? Yeah. We're so good with our negativity biases at looking at, you know, what's not working or what's not quite right or what session felt off. And so I know that for me, I have to constantly be like, like, remembering consciously remembering oh no but this was great but look at this person's shift but look at you know look what happened for them you know look what's happening for me mm. so so it's almost like you know what are what am i resonating with and the person with whom i want to work okay how can i already find and amplify that in mm. my own in my own practice right wow. so yeah yeah, yeah. Like look for the evidence that's already there that supports that version of you. Is that oh, beautiful? Exactly yeah. that, right? Yeah. Because I because I I think if we're going to a coach and we are thinking they're going to give me something I don't have, yeah, we're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Because a oh. it doesn't work <laughs> like that. It doesn't work like that, right? And they don't have it, or they don't at least they don't have it for you, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not like it's not like donating blood. They can't, they can't say like, here, yeah. you know, right. Here's some courage. Here you go. Take it. Right. It's, it's more exactly what you just said. Right. It's like, I'm resonating with this and that person that must be because it already exists in me. Mm-hmm. So let me, they can help me find it and fertilize it. They can help me find it and use it. They can help me find it and trust it. They can help me see it. And you know what, that's one of the reasons I think investing in ourselves in this way is so powerful, because when you invest in yourself, whether or not you can fully admit it or not, what you're acknowledging is, I do believe there's a smidge of that in me. I do believe it's there. Because if you didn't, you probably wouldn't. Like, it'd be unlikely that you'd invest if you really didn't think it was possible for you. What would be the point? Mm -hmm. So there's like this acknowledgement of your own potential. Mm -hmm when you like when we invest in ourselves Mm -hmm. in that way like an acknowledgement that yes this can be figured out yes I can make more money I can do more of what I want Mm -hmm. that my desires do matter it's a really powerful thing Mm -hmm. I love that you know I I will talk to clients a lot about how if someone were to tell you hey there's a real estate opportunity and to get in you just got to pay fifty fifty thousand dollars 
you'd say $50,000 for real estate. I'm in, mm. I will figure it out. Right. Like I, mm. I trust because I've been, I've seen it in my own life. And because I've been told real estate is an excellent investment. Mm. Real estate always appreciates right now. Asterisk. I know that's not always true, but <laughs> right. But, but yeah. Even even so, even even if you did live somewhere where real estate had depreciated, you yeah. still would be thinking, oh, but I don't know, it works for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And all the banks are always telling me I should get a mortgage and all the, you know, everyone yeah. is always sort of, it's a very culturally sanctioned yes. investment. Yeah. Right. So how interesting that for that same person, that same person that I would say, okay, 50K, you can buy this flat. Mm. they would be like in yeah right 50k you can invest in yourself whoa whoa <laughs> whoa whoa 50k yeah I don't, I don't have that yeah I don't, you know because and and it really does come down to it's not about the money again it's not about mm. the quantitative it's about, not about the number it's about do I believe this can happen through me and, you know, like it's so the thing is with investing in ourselves and in our own growth, like that's forever. That That's like infinite what can be done with that. And I always think as well, the amount of money like, yes, like property is a great investment, but it does have a ceiling. You don't have a ceiling, whether or not you believe it or not, but you don't have a ceiling on what you can make, like how much money you can make. Right. You are a forever appreciating asset. In lots Absolutely. of ways. And Absolutely. yet I I get that it's not that easy because it involves <clears throat> trusting ourselves and believing in ourselves in order to actually make it happen. Right. But you know, there's also an aspect that I find, Ray, that is opening up to support. Mm. Right. Because at this point, like yes, I'm investing in my potential, but I'm actually also investing in the ability to get support around a doubt that I'm having or the help walking through a decision that I'm making. And, and I do think for, for feminists here also, opening to support, opening to receiving help and asking for help yeah. is also very, very hard because we're thinking a lot, how can I help? How can yeah. I serve? And we're not thinking as much, where do, where do actually I need support? Yeah. Yeah. And I think as well, there's an element of, we've been told we don't fit into the business space. And when we ask for help, it's like, I should have been able to do this myself. Like it proves oh. I can't. Always, yeah. always. I want to tell you one of the most mind blowing things, probably the most mind blowing thing I ever uh, heard from my therapist. I worked with a wonderful therapist for like seven years. It was great. We were talking about how I was raised really to believe I could do anything, mm. anything. And yay, Natalie, yay, you're, 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 your feminist parents, you know, said that there was nothing you couldn't do. There was mm -hmm. nothing you couldn't accomplish. Right. But my therapist pointed out the shadow side to me. She's like, this makes you believe that you really can do it 
all, all of the things. You can do all of it. You can figure out anything. Yeah. And she's like, and just think about like what happens then mm. when you don't have the energy. It's like, you know, and let's just go through that little thought cycle for a moment. I don't have the energy. A, I'm pissed at myself because mm -hmm. I didn't sleep, exercise, eat well, have my habits, whatever. Right. So first of all, I'm like already blaming myself for not yeah. having energy. <laughs> like yeah. I do, I do that whole, I do that whole thing. Right. And then it's like, well, I, I should be able to figure this out. I should be able to do this. I can do anything. What's mm -hmm. wrong with me? There's something, mm -hmm. there must be something wrong with me that I can't figure this particular thing out. Right. Yeah. And we do, you know, that is like the sneaky vein of, of patriarchal white dominant individualism mm. that like inches into Every, everywhere right but inches yeah. into our feminism yeah that we might believe oh I should be able to just handle this all on my own well no yeah. actually we're we're all in this together all mm -hmm. the time yeah yeah and we're untangling more like we are and like I have this very controversial opinion that actually women and people who have been left out of like money making like marginalized people for want of a better word do need more coaching <laughs> and do need more therapy not because they're worse people but because they've had to deal with more pressures more stuff put on them and there's more to untangle yourself from mm -hmm. and it's not it's like it's just navigating that is not easy mm -hmm. and I really hate the discourse I see sometimes which is like oh all these people preying on women trying to get them to like sign up like we're also once had a guy say like what did he say he was a web designer and he was like you know you all think if you've got a pink website everyone's gonna buy from you like we're just so dumb mm -hmm. <laughs> but we don't it's not like hang on what if it's that I actually have this need what if mm -hmm. you know and I'm not saying there can't be predatory sales tactics and stuff sure sure but just because more people in an industry are women or are not you know, white hetero men does mm -hmm. not mean that that there's a problem. Well, it means there's a problem there, but it doesn't mean it's the problem that people think it is. Mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. say, yeah, and also, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I think right, the like larger systems and structures are are built in many ways to give the support to people who are already privileged, right? And and they're built not to support the people who aren't. And and, yeah. and and when that comes into that at that mindset level, right? At the level of the beliefs that we've internalized, the ways, the ways that we the ways that we see ourselves that are so influenced mm -hmm. by by a larger kind of a larger way of thinking that is hell bent on disempowering us right it yeah. does yeah. To, to see it and to disentangle it it's it's huge right yeah. so I'll, I want to give you an example from like my own coaching right now I'll show up to a call and I'll say to my coach okay so here's my problem and here's like the here's the three solutions I've thought of for it like I could do this I could do this I could do this Right. And, and that's very, I've been trained to do, haven't, haven't we been trained to do that? Yeah. You know, like, like think of a solution, think about what yeah. you could do. Right. <clears throat> and what my coach relentlessly does for me is she's just like, why do you have to do anything? 
Uh, that immediately makes me go, what? what I know, exactly, exactly. Which makes me like want to go lie down immediately, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. And, and, you know, but she is always kind of helping me to see that my first instinct is do, engage, mm. like do more. Yeah. And actually do more is what keeps me overwhelmed and tired. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And and also it soothes us, doesn't it? Like doing more soothes our fears that we're not doing enough. Like, like it sounds really obvious, but it like, it's, it's a real nice, like, it's okay. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And we don't then actually deal with what we're actually feeling because we're Mm -hmm. just trying to soothe that fear. One other question I wanted to ask you, because I think about this a lot and I don't know if you'll have a take on this or what, but when it comes to those investments, and particularly we've talked a lot about investing those larger numbers and probably charging those larger numbers as well. Yeah. What role do you think like our judgments of other people that make money play in that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I, I have to admit when I was, I've been thinking a lot about this, you know, position I'm taking that like mm. when we, when we follow our desires, when we do what we want, it's best for us, but it's also best for the world. And then I look back to, you know, the like ejaculation into space race that we had <laughs> last yes, year. Right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> where where all of the all of the richest white men decided they would be the first to penetrate space <laughs> with their <laughs> with their rocket ships, right? How could it actually be penis shaped? Like how did they let that happen? It's amazing I mean, and listen, terrible. Listen, right? <laughs> um and and of course I look at that. And then I think about a pandemic ravaged planet where people are, you know, hungry and Mm -hmm. supply chains are, are destroyed and, and governments are overextended and all the things. Right. And I'm like, fuck, maybe that doesn't actually work. That idea Mm. of like, when you do what you want, Mm. it's best for everyone. But dot, 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 this is what I will say. I wonder why they want to do that. Mm. What are they trying to prove? Like, what is the underlying motive, right? And, 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 and frankly, that's another reason to invest in, in coaching with someone who shares your values, right? Mm. Is that as you get more powerful, you will wield that power. You'll exercise that power in a more, with more integrity, Mm. with more integrity, right? Because I really, I really do. I really do think that human desire moves us forward, but forward towards what? That's a values question. So this is all to say that, yes, a lot of people, what is it? It's like, you can have a lot of money and you can still feel very poor. And I have seen this a lot, right? I think a yes. lot of people who are using money in a way that is out of, or or, or maybe in a way that is not values oriented mm-hmm. or is not conscious, right? Mm-hmm. If you're using money in a way that everyone else is using money, 
if you're mm. using money in the way that, you know, is supposed to shore up your feeling of, you know, power or worthiness or, or whatever, right. Then that's, mm. that's, I think that's what leads I don't want to pretend, I guess, like there aren't people who are wealthy that are harmful ultimately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. There are some really poor people who are super harmful as well, though. Like oh, they yeah. just have less power to wield it. Totally. Sometimes, and sometimes yes. not. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I, I think about there's one online program that I've been part of and watching the person that runs that has been really inspiring as her programs become more and more successful. Mm. She's rather than just adding more and more to her. And I'm, I'm not sort of, I want to be careful. So I'm not judging someone for doing this, but I think it's been really nice to see someone doing it differently. Mm-hmm. Rather than just adding more and more to her own wealth, she's expanded her team and she's improved her program. Yes. So she's really invested the money back into the program itself. Mm-hmm. And it's be, and she's making, and she literally says when she's teaching, she's like, I'm not saying everyone can have this level of support. It's because we're making this amount of money. We're able to make this available to you all. And it's been so lovely. It's the Terry Pratchett talked about. It's like horizontal wealth versus vertical wealth. Yes. And it's an amazing thing. This idea of like, you know, I, and like there's studies to say that once you own an over 75 K your happiness doesn't particularly change. And so it's, I'm not saying that you have to stop there. What I'm saying is like, if you're pursuing happiness, Mm-hmm. versus if you're pursuing living out your values those mm-hmm. are two very different things I, I love that you know that makes me think of the difference between being a a receptacle for wealth and mm. a conduit for wealth yeah. right to bring us back full circle I love to tip 100 percent at yeah. least when I have a service right yeah. when I when I have like when I, when I have something for my body or you know like when I when I travel, I love to spend well when I travel. I love mm. to leave a large tip for the person who cleans my room mm-hmm. when I travel, right? I love to be able to do that. And the way that I am able to do that is to be a conduit for wealth. The more mm. money that I can kind of pull through yeah. and inspire my clients to pull through, right? Because yeah. if you if you want to work with me, it will cost money. And so you'll need to pull through. Yeah. You'll need to ask for the raise. You'll yeah. need to raise your prices, right? Yeah. So that's that conduit for wealth. I mean, isn't that like exciting? And when we're just really careful, yes, that it's horizontal and that we're thinking about what is important to me. I think any service that cares for my body, my acupuncture, my manicure, like I don't think we care for bodies enough in our culture. So I want to invest in that whole industry. Yeah. Like art. I want to invest mm. in art. I want artists to be able to make a living. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to, I don't want to underpay them. I want to overpay them. And that's yeah. like this kind of, I want to channel wealth through me mm-hmm. into that. Yeah. And I think that is really kind of part of the key for me. What do, you, what do you think? I love that. And I think one of the things I think about with like in the future, as I would like to like grow my team and stuff is like, I don't want to pay them market value. I want to pay them like, I mean, a lot of what I would like to do is get to the point where I'm paying them 75 grand, like regardless yeah. of what their role is. There is a guy that did that. He paid everybody that amount. And I think it's really interesting that and, and not look at, you know, because I'm I'm not saying I wouldn't pay myself slightly more. But I wouldn't want to be paid like hundreds of thousands or even 
tens of thousands more like I'd like mm. to be paid a bit more because the, the responsibility weighs on my shoulders and all of that stuff right. but I like the idea of like spreading it out and I really think about that Terry Pratchett idea a lot mm-hmm. and what that looks like and having seen it in action a few times and not in action a few times mm-hmm. I think I can see the difference it makes to the quality of this and I'm talking particularly in coaching but to the quality of the service, even in the programs, because mm-hmm. of how the staff feel, because of how the team feels, because of how the person is interacting, it's it has a yes. huge impact. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I think just like a last piece that is is really kind of important and helpful here. By far, for me, the most harmful thing that someone can do is to preach this abundance mindset without working on the own lingering lack and scarcity fears, right? Because what happens then is I don't want to be a conduit. I want to be a receptacle because I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid. And so I want to accumulate and I want to hoard and I want to guard, right? So I might be saying like, you know, Let's all have wealth that changes the world. But if I'm not changing my own self, if I'm not working on the ways that the world is constantly asking me to be afraid, right? Then basically that is where the business model becomes exploitative for sure, right? I don't mind if Amazon makes tons of money, but they have to pay, they like if they're a conduit. Yeah. They're not a conduit, right? Right. They're they're a receptacle. They're just, they're just putting semen into jeff bezos's rocket right like it's like yes yeah absolutely yeah i love that i think that's so important and that like does bring us like really full circle to that question about like what holds us back from sort of moving into those desires particularly when it's money Mm -hmm. and it's like so like just wrapping up what you've said it feels like let's let's concentrate on where we're a conduit let's look at our values and also let's address that that scarcity that lies in all of us like I say this possibly on every single podcast episode yes but it is such a red flag to me when someone says to me I've done my money work like I've dealt with that now I've done the money bit of this self-development journey Mm no no (laughs) Like you'll never have done the confidence bit. Like if, if you're moving, you're always going to have more stuff. It's never done. It's never done because like, listen, the more, the more you get the deeper layer you access. Right. I mean, that that's just really, that's just really how it works. So before we finish up, thank you very much. I have some uh, quick fire questions for you, but the first one is if you can finish this sentence, money is. soil oh I love that oh no one's ever said that before that's an amazing answer okay next questions are less serious okay Uh, first one semi-serious what has been the best book you've read recently like fiction non-fiction that you would recommend (laughs) okay well I'm going to answer honestly I'm going to answer honestly I am in the middle of Sarah Moss's (gasps) I'm court, sorry. Court. I just finished it. Oh, so I'm like, I'm sorry. like, I'm like, okay, listeners. So part two of the podcast now beginning. Yeah. This is when we just talk. So I literally finished it on Monday. Yes. No, Sunday. Listen, I am, 
I am fully upset. A friend of mine was like, you have, and it's not a usual genre for me. I'm, I'm not opposed, but it's not my usual genre. Let me tell you her like world building and thick description and all those hot fairy men. Come on. Yes. So it's, it's called a court of thorns and roses for Akatar. If you're down with the kids. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So just because I don't, I think I got so excited that she talked over Natalie. Ordinary. I mean, Ray, I bought an Akatar sweatshirt. Okay. I'm, I'm fully fangirling. I went straight to Etsy to get the merch. Oh my God, I, I love this so much. So yeah. I need to know. So what book are you on? Which way are you on? I'm on the third one. Okay. The- Which of the, so who's your, your preferred gentleman that you would go for? Oh, I, you know what? I I'm Reese forever. Are you? I think I might be Cassian. You're Cassian. So is my friend. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm like, t- I just, there is, Oh, let me just delicious. Like, mm. I, I love that you've read when you said, I was like, she hasn't been reading. Oh my God, you have. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. My, 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 my more serious answer. The one I, the one I thought about giving you all is a book I've just been working through for a while, which is called burnout. Have you read burnout? Yes. Oh, Uh, you recommended it to me. I think. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. This is some, this is actually a book that I am picking up like like weekly. I just, mm. I, I, I like to read in the bath. Sometimes I'll just pick it up and I'll just open it and I'll read it in the bath. And it, it really is like, it, it is, it is addresses a lot of that conditioning that you and I oh, were talking about. It's fantastic. I think it's one of the only self-development books I've ever read that addresses like the patriarchy and racial inequality and all of those things within that world as well. It's yes. brilliant. It's the it's book that we wish yeah. all the other books were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's Emily and Amelia Nagoski yeah. burnout so good yeah okay yes I concur with both of those (laughs) (laughs) we can we can always box her about Akatar later yes yes Um, we can (laughs) and then the last question is if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life what would it be okay I'm just gonna tell you right here this was actually on my dating profile when I was (laughs) online dating for a while I cannot choose favorite or last colors foods places any of that I cannot I cannot choice I want choice that's what I want for dinner I want choice you want choice can you choose a region of food (laughs) can I choose a region of food well okay I do but see as soon as I say this I'm sick of it already right (laughs) but I do love a steamed broccoli with Mm -hmm. avocado Mm -hmm. olive oil lemon juice salt that mm. I could have that I could have that daily for a long, long time. Except now mm. I won't be able to have it for a week now that I've declared <laughs> it a winner. <laughs> you know, my child, my oldest child, eats broccoli like it's popcorn. Like mm-hmm. my whenever we have broccoli for dinner, my husband cooks a massive bowl of it. We all have our bits, and then Stan yeah. takes the bowl to the sofa and just yeah. chomps his way through the rest for the rest. Oh of yeah. Time. And my, I want to be clear, he has chocolate for breakfast sometimes. I'm not being like a right. you know an amazing my, parent with it. Yes, my my little my little Josephine, she does the same. Actually, this is related to Reese. The reason I love Reese <laughs> is that yeah. is that he is so many different fairy men in yes, one he, is. he has all these different vibes and so just like I like choice in my and variety in my food and my colors and all those kinds of things I also like that in my men <laughs> also he is described as the best looking person that um the protagonist has ever seen in her life right 
and yes right so me and Natalie now need to go and talk about that book um (laughs) thank you so much for being here can you tell people where they can find you sure yes so if you enjoy listening to podcasts my podcast is called mind witchery and it's pretty fun love to have you there and then if you just want to read more about me and my stuff nataliekmiller.com cool thank you so much natalie and thanks everybody for listening Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Makers. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. Um, Before you go, just a reminder that the doors to Money Mastery are open until Sunday, the 28th of February. If you want to jump aboard, if you want to spend some time unraveling your conditioning and mastering the skill of money making, you can find all the info you need in the show notes below. I would love to have you involved if it's something that is calling to you.